welcome back to Gen Z's Digital Decalogue. I'm your guest host, Kate Kovac. We are continuing our journey today with hearing more from our amazing cohort for LookUp's 2023 Innovation Challenge. Today, we're going to hear a lot more about Niamat. And before I give anything away with that project and that team, I want to let you know a little bit about our next guest. Ananya Roy is a multi-hyphenate leader. She's a published author, musician, and is a software developer. She earned a bachelor's degree from Manipal Institute of Technology and aims to develop and promote technologies that benefit human health and quality of life. We see her interests and skills merge into her innovation project called Niamat, where disconnecting to connect sits at the heart of it all. Ananya, it is so nice to have you on today. How how are things? I'm doing great, Kate, and thank you so much for that incredible discussion. And yeah, it's you've been too kind to me, but thank you so much. And thank you for this opportunity and for recognizing what we do at Niamat. It, it really is such a pleasure to be a part of the Look Up Innovation Challenge, and it's really transformed um, everything that we do and given so much more purpose to us as mm-hmm. an organization. Uh, as an initiative that wants to do good. So thank you so much for that recognition and thank you for empowering us. Oh my goodness. It's it's all our pleasure as well too. I remember when we read your your application for the challenge, we were like, oh wow, this is amazing. <laughs> like, holy smokes, where we thought like, oh, we have a lot to learn from Ananya. Like we really do because we feel like your reach was so expansive and and it just was impressive. And the data that you had with like how many people and all, it was just, we were like, wow, this is incredible. So uh, the pleasure is all ours. Keeping in style with our episode format, I'm going to ask you some simple questions just to get to know you a little bit better. And then we'll just dive into more of the questions that are more personal to you and your project. So, but we'll start pretty easy. What is your favorite color and why? That's a really good question. My favorite color at the moment, so it keeps, it keeps changing from like just based on like, oh, I'll see a really nice color in a movie or something of that sort. Currently it's blue because I've been watching the movie Dunkirk a lot and they have these amazing image shots of like the ocean and it just looks so clear and grand and I just want to take a dip and yeah, it just looks incredible. So it's blue and specifically teal, like the ocean teal sort of shade is just oh it's perfect oh my goodness (laughs) I don't want to sound too uh, much like a like I'm echoing you or anything but that's my exact like favorite color is teal for that reason because it reminds me of the ocean really oh (laughs) my god that's fantastic yeah I promise to those who are listening we did not discuss this beforehand this is (laughs) this is purely like actual what's happening um (laughs) If you could pick one, would you rather be a passenger or a driver? Hmm. I think it also depends where I'd be driving. So I, mm. I'd probably, if I, if it was India, I'm way too afraid to to take the wheel myself. So I'd probably be a passenger. But if the roads are clear and empty, and if it's a nice windy day, I'd prefer to drive by myself. So, but I'm currently in India, so it'd probably just be the passenger. Nice. Okay. Cool. And then choose one of the following only be able to talk to your dog or your dog can talk to you only and everyone thinks you're kind of crazy i love this question so much because it's basically a movie waiting to happen i feel like pixar <laughs> pick this up and make something out of it because it's so brilliant i would love it if 
uh, if my dog is able to talk to me or just any pet in general i think that would be such an incredible superpower and um, yeah i would love that especially i mean think about how much we could do in the space of animal rights as well if we could yeah. figure out animals really needed especially like being able to talk to stray animals like i would love to hear what birds would have to talk about because they've seen the world <laughs> they've seen everything <laughs> they have and i feel like they're always talking too like they have something to say like i want to know what that sparrow that always like sits outside my bedroom window and starts chirping at 6am what the hell does she want <laughs> i want to know that <laughs> yes oh my gosh i love that <laughs> Um, and then the last question, what is the first thing that comes to mind when you think of tech and social media? That's a really, really important question. I think perhaps one of the most important um, things we'd be discussing together. Uh, I think for tech and social media, in my experience, it was something that I've always been really fascinated by. And and as children, it's just, oh, it's like one shiny gadget that you really just want to explore and then see what it's about and I always had a bit of a curious nature so I was very much the type of kid that would break up the fridge just to see how it works and how everything is keeping so cool and stuff like that so I've, I've always been really fascinated by it and I do believe that it has the power to help a lot of people at the same time it's something that is very powerful when you think about connecting other people um that's a great aim to have but it's also important to have a responsible structured and organization in case things don't go the way that you want them to which rarely happens in the real world so i think mm-hmm. it is a diff- it's becoming a more and more difficult place to navigate every day because it's becoming more complex there are more people there are more there's just more elevated discussion and processes happening around it but what mm-hmm. i like to remind is people process and then technology so as much as it is possible to do basically anything with tech we need to think about people first and and i think community driven initiatives can do so much to create positive impact in the space of tech and social media and that's where i am seeing amazing organizations like look up live where it's people who are conscientious who really want to come together and um, have the strength and the passion to actually bring something about bring real change and and they're doing fantastic work so i really feel like while there are a lot of challenges in our way i also have immense hope i have so much hope for everything that young people are doing today especially there's so many amazing initiatives lined up so there are a lot of risks that we have been seeing so i won't really get into those because i think that's everywhere but um yeah i i would also say that you know we there is a lot of hope and and i think we can never appreciate enough all the amazing people that are advocating for the right kind of issues so yeah if if you are working in the uh, social welfare space especially for tech and social media thank you thank you for all the incredible work that you do yeah that's such a beautiful answer to that one i've interv- interviewed a few other innovators and this is like the my most favorite question because it really reveals your approach and your thought process and then how like that kind of bleeds into your project so um because you mentioned community you know like building community to kind of push forward initiatives and to have this forward momentum and that brings me perfectly to asking you like what is Niamat and what's your role there because that's for me when I look at that I'm like that is full of community that's so sweet and that would be my favorite question so thank you so much for asking that <laughs> Of course. Yeah, 
uh, a mental health awareness initiative that I founded with my closest friend uh, and practically my soul sister at this point, Regakshi Sharma. We started this, we actually started incubating this idea in our heads in 2016. And we had essentially the, the most, the cheesiest like friendship movies. Like this could essentially be a Hallmark movie about how we just met. Um, we actually met in college on the very first day of college, in fact, the very first year. I had just moved in and uh, I, uh, I've, I'm a huge music enthusiast. I've been playing piano for like almost two decades and, and it's been, I'm just inseparable without my keyboard. And so when I went to college and it was in a different city, I had to leave my piano behind and I was really, really miserable. And then I hear this lady with the voice of an angel just singing from her room and I just got drawn to it and yeah then we we just stayed up the whole night the very first night and we just sang songs and I did not know her name at that point we did not know which cities nothing we just like met each other and we just connected through music and it was wonderful and over time we um you know went through different situations which made us realize okay the academic pressure on Indian students in general is immense and I think that's a very well-known concept the the Asian kid pressure is just it's, it's a well-known trope um, and as much fun it is to like actually talk about it there is a very serious issue where it it leads to um, like like very trigger warning situations like students from our campus who we knew from our batchmates who took their own lives, um, who, uh, you know, went to really dark places and did not feel supported because there was no channel of support, as I'm sure you know, like, in general, the mental health structure and industry is not very well organized, not very easily accessible. That's definitely something that is being worked on at the moment. But that's where we started. And our initial intention was to help students like us who felt helpless and who felt lost, who didn't know where to go. The reason we started focusing a little bit more on digital technologies mm -hmm. is because we worked in these spaces. So we were both like, you know, were working towards becoming software engineers and, and working as AI architects and getting all these fancy titles. And um, there was something that clicked in my head that, okay, this is, you know, this is cool and we're working on it, but how is this going to impact someone who doesn't know how to interact with an AI chatbot? Or how is this going to affect, um, you know, when you put these shiny gimmicks on your application and people just scroll and scroll and scroll, is this really good for them? Like, what are we doing? Um, I mean, there, there is functionality, uh, there is engagement, but at what cost? How is this really helping people? Like an application by its definition is supposed to be helping uh, and assisting you in your day-to-day -day life. So what are we doing in terms of regulation? And it was shocking to both of us that we never saw that um, sort of input coming in. Mm -hmm. That's what we realized. Okay, you know what? As passionate as we are about this subject, I think we really need to talk to people that have a little more expertise than we do. And so we started a podcast called Falkuka Stigma, which means pointless stigma, where we brought on all kinds of experts. So those were mental health practitioners, digital wellness practitioners. Uh, we spoke to some really interesting personalities, uh, someone who was actually the very first data scientist of Silicon Valley. And now we mm -hmm. actually advocates for human technology. We, we found like really, really interesting personalities and that helped us understand more about this space and about um, you know what sort of community we actually want to build. From there on, Niyamat became this sort of organic mission 
to support and advocate young people especially and empower them to control technology and harness technology for themselves and not let the tech control them which i feel is like an epidemic of its own today where we really let it take over our lives so you know we we went and spoke about it basically everywhere at traffic signals and at community gatherings and at parties and everywhere and we came together with a mix of a chartered accountant a psychologist somebody who's an educate who's doing their masters in education somebody who is working in sound healing so everyone with like incredible niches and like very very varied backgrounds and i think that was so special and so essential because we all had so much to learn from each other like we came from completely different worlds you're we like oh you're a marine biologist what what do you do what is your world like mm-hmm. and and i think that was an organic way of meeting people not only from different backgrounds but from different geographies and feeling the how we can empathize with them so even though we might not have the same backgrounds and the same experiences there is so much to be learned just from organic and effective communication which mm-hmm. you never got just through going through their facebook page or their instagram profile and and we started having these calls like i think the podcast was such a wonderful way of having authentic communications the best would like the best way of communication in just in terms of organic bandwidth by according to physics itself is in person communication being able to see the sky around you and and the environment around you while you're speaking to the other person mm-hmm. when that's not possible then you know zoom is the probably the next best way but about social media i think it just disrupts and filters and waters down so much of the engagement that could happen and once we experience that engagement we sort of got addicted to it we're like oh my gosh mm-hmm. this community is amazing mm-hmm. and um, so before we actually started doing something big with it we really took time to get to know each other and really enjoyed having these discussions where we we spoke about you know our true feelings and what sort of change we wanted to bring about in the world and when we found out that hey okay you you are good at this thing and i'm good at project management and maybe you're good at coming up with creative ideas and and we found out people who have all these incredible talents we thought why not let make that come together and let's throw a 3 hour digital wellness party where people come together and they have conversations exactly like we do but they mm-hmm. keep their phone corner and and there's going to be like a penalty if you use your phone so you will have to like do karaoke you have to dance so you'll have to do something you're uncomfortable doing mm-hmm. um and the whole idea was for people to just come together and interact with each other like the way we did at play school like the way you did when you were a 3 year old like so you know you see someone finger painting and you just go and join them you see someone singing or just you start chatting with them about what would happen if you owned a sand castle so even when people were talking we set a rule that you can't talk about what work you do or what you're studying because those are like generic conversations and i mean you can always like exchange numbers and you know continue the conversation if you've made a really nice friend at the end of the event mm-hmm. but in the beginning you just you're in fairyland is this is your dream world and you build it the way you want to and we were so happy that no one looked at their phones for like the entire 3 hours that they were there they were fully engaged in all the different activities that we put so much heart and effort into building and creating and we realized that was magical this works mm. this is what we need to to just get some respite from this always on digital mentality so i really for me niyama just is is a place of wholesomeness it's a place of community it really that that really is the centerpiece of what holds our initiative to together because for for a long time you know we tried to 
reach out to people and expand on our ideas. We spoke to hundreds, and if not thousands of people about what we were doing, including our own college. And the response was always, oh, we have a counselor and we have, you know, people that can, if, if anyone is going through something, they'll come talk to us. But that's, it's not always that easy. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's not, easy to identify that you're struggling with something and and I'm so grateful that I had a community like Niamat where if I had to look at my laptop screen for way too long and I could just go to Mrigaksha and be like I was so horrible I watched like I binged nine hours of Netflix today like I'm just not doing it and and we would just impromptu like get get on a jam session and I would start immediately start feeling better so right right yeah my response to very long-winded response to that is get yourself a Mrigakshi, get yourself a community that really gets you, that will take mm-hmm. care of you, that will understand you because you deserve that in this crazy digital world. You know, you deserve to feel like your authentic self and you deserve to feel accepted. And by no means are you alone. There are so many people in the world that you can connect with. So the world really is your oyster and don't let digital boundaries limit the amazing person that you are. Yeah. That's so beautiful. My goodness. And as you were talking, I was thinking I had two, like, I had like five questions, but I'll only ask two because I have other questions to ask you. First, the first question was, does, does Niamat mean anything? Like, is there a translation that we can know what that means? And then the second part was how long ago was the podcast? And then like, where are you shifting now? So we'll, we'll get to the first one and then we can get to the second one. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm, I'm loving these questions. So thank you so much. I can really see so much thought and effort went into that. And it's, it's incredible to be able to talk about something I'm so passionate about. So Niamat means grounding and mindfulness. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the first things that we started out with as well. So we very early on, we worked with someone who is part of the United Nations Embassy's movement for having for mental health awareness. Now, the thing is in India is because there's and in general, there's so much stigma around mental health. So we couldn't really use the word mental health, even though it was a mental health related session. So we use the word mindfulness instead. And we saw that immediately brought, brought on a lot more people. I think when you say even though it's that should not at all be the case, but I think there is some shame and some stigma attached to that word. And, and that's something that we're working to remove because why should there be? Everybody has, you know, everybody deserves to have their mental health taken care of. But we went ahead with these mindfulness workshops and we called it ultra grounding and mindfulness management. And mm-hmm. we the sort of like corporate-esque title. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and we talked about, uh, we actually went into like the, the details of like Buddha's teachings because that has a lot to do with mindfulness. In fact, I think pretty much every school of thought has expanded immensely on what it means to just live in the present moment and and just be around yourself and stop thinking about, okay, what's going to happen later or, or you have like 10 projects that to do that you haven't done yet. Like look at the moment that you are in right now. You're breathing like fresh air and, and you're in this incredible space and you're hands and your limbs work together your heart is pumping blood like all of these things are incredible and it's a beautiful moment to be alive mm-hmm. and so so that's really what we wanted to stick with I also had a, a wonderful piano student called Niamat and she was in Manipal as well so my my college campus is definitely one of the greatest resources for why Niamat is a reality today and she was actually studying psychology 
and uh, she would recommend a lot of shows and movies to me to help me understand mental health the the entire space better she would have a lot of discussions with nigakshi and i and help us understand this because as engineers we didn't really have much of an expertise or any knowledge at all even though we but we felt very strongly about solving the problem we we didn't really know where to start and she definitely helped us and and guided us so i felt like yeah i i need to give her a tribute so yeah yeah this <laughs> came together really well yeah. and uh, yeah the the next question about the podcast i think that was mainly it was it was a selfish reason why we did the podcast it was just because we wanted to get more knowledge about the subject it's so frustrating before that when we were trying to talk about mental health and there were people who would try to challenge us on what we were doing because they would question the science behind it and a lot of people mm-hmm. would confuse you know speaking about mental health for pseudoscience or just you know thinking that it's not as important as and not as relevant as maybe something else um so we wanted to make sure that before we you know go out and we try to spread awareness amongst other people i think it's so important um no matter what you're doing if you are in a social or a cultural space Uh, and you really enjoy and you're passionate about what you're doing that is incredible but i don't mm-hmm. think it ever hurts to get more knowledge and more resources not just to prove to someone else but for yourself because if it's something you're passionate about why would you not want to learn more about it so we were in uh, we were in that space where we really just wanted to like grasp and absorb as much information as we could so the podcast was really us being a sponge and trying to understand why is this a pointless stigma why does this pointless stigma exist and we came across a lot of amazing personalities who shared so much more light about what digital wellness is about like these little terms like fubbing where you know you're looking mm-hmm. at your phone having a face to face conversation with someone so we're like oh yeah there's you know these things we these in the interactions and behaviors we see it all the time but now we know what it is and when you add that vocabulary when you have the language ready i think that's when people are more willing to grasp your knowledge and and are actually willing to pay attention because they realize that okay you've done your research and now you know you're you automatically become more trustworthy the podcast was also a fantastic way for us to reach out to a global audience and for mm-hmm. us to basically run like a low budget initiative where we can really still you know have something continuous going and um like one of the root reasons for us to come together was to really have these discussions around us like i said this was this was basically a support group you know we have we go through the entire week and we have all our frustrations and we pile it up so it's like group therapy mm-hmm. basically it started out once we realized that you know all we have a lot of common commonalities in the way we think and the change that we want to bring in the world we realized let's take it ahead from these podcasts and let's move on to workshops so we started mind basti workshops which is basti is basically like a nest so uh, or like it's it's essentially where you set a home for yourself so a mm-hmm. home for your how do you nurture and take care of your mind um and and that's where we partnered with a lot of different digital wellness practitioners and um uh, psychology experts and and all different kinds of really really amazing and uh, well experienced people and um, conducted these little training workshops for students for um young professionals and and we really saw some amazing experiences and some amazing results where they came back to us and they said that yeah this is super helpful we would love to come back for more and mm-hmm. we really want to know about this how can we reach you 
so all those things started to happen we realized okay so so people are getting interested and and there's more that we could do with this that started with us thinking about setting up a repository of resources for anyone that might like to explore it on their own that mm-hmm. went on to maybe um let's partner with the venue and let's conduct different events and then so we were doing that for a while you know we migrated from podcast to workshops and then having these different events where people can meet in face to face so we were slowly progressing just our bandwidth of communication right from just from like an audio uh, like a 20 30 minute audio that you can listen to on the way home from work to mm-hmm. a physical place that you can go to and meet new people and that's a big uh issue i think especially when you're a student and it's very difficult for you to like meet people outside of your own little campus you know mm-hmm. so why it can be an amazing place to expand your mind how do you meet people with varied backgrounds and i think that really just opens your mind it mm-hmm. really does you know it's like the minute that you step out from home mm-hmm. and everyone has a certain way of thinking but then when you speak to other people with different experiences it's it's literally just like a whole new you know way to think about things and it's a whole new different perspective and that's so special to have and it helps you grow as a person as well mm-hmm. and i've definitely seen that growth in pretty much every member of niamat where you know while we were always passionate about those things and I, i don't think that passion has gone anywhere and i think it's just like gone like twofold and threefold and a hundredfold but mm-hmm. that growth and that experience has um evolved us and and given us the kind of knowledge and experience that i don't think any you know professional school or a class could ever give because that practical mm-hmm. experience has been so invaluable and finally now you know moving on from the workshops and events we, we this has always been a dream for us to to collate everything we've done and present it in the form of a book and that, i think that's like the ultimate like nod to everything we've been doing about digital wellness and because we it's today it's just all about looking at emails on your screens and pdfs and and excel and word and that's all well and good and that you know good for all the functionalities that you need mm-hmm. but i think um reading is something that will just never get old and it's something that immediately expands your mind and it and it just helps you connect and it 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 automatically just does something to make you smarter and to make you feel more mindful when you read a book that is you know uh, hardbound and it's and you can smell the paper and it's just that tactile experience in itself brings you back to reality and it it mm-hmm. it nurtures your creativity you know you're not limited by a screen it, and the, i think that's one of the bigger reasons why people prefer to like they they prefer the book over the movies because their imagination can take them places and it builds a whole world of its own and we wanted to bring that back but mm-hmm. we wanted to focus it on digital wellness awareness by having these little stories um of characters that we hope other you know students and young professionals can relate with and therefore feel connected and not you know remember that whatever you're going through there's a good chance that somebody who's just like you is going through the same thing and you don't have to go through it alone and you have a community that can go through it with you and it's okay to have uh, to feel pain and to have struggles and and to question yourself because these are not normal circumstances you know the way technology is moving so it's surprising how when you hear about someone else going through something like let's say you hear about a uh, a dog who like bites people and you say oh why does the dog do that and then you say oh the previous neighbors want or the previous owner wasn't very kind so mm-hmm. you're like oh i understand that but we don't do that with ourselves so if you've mm-hmm. had the, like an unhealthy experience with technology before you can't keep beating yourself up for 
overly, you know, for procrastinating or for exposing yourself to technology, if that's something that you see in the society around you, or that's something you're required to do. So be kind to yourself and don't punish yourself. And, and we want to give people actionable tools and support to, to just navigate this very, very tricky space. So I hope mm -hmm. that it helps people, but um, I couldn't be prouder of the team and it, it goes without saying none of this would have happened without the support of Look Up Live and without you and it really has been incredible to have your support and guidance throughout this process because as I'm sure you know you know in whenever you're doing something in the social sector or in the nonprofit space like having any kind of recognition or credit is it, it's not we don't really do it for that but it, it doesn't come too often as well so when you do get recognize it just means the world and it, it really just has our hearts beaming and it just uh, like it really wants makes us want to double down on the purpose and everything that we do so thank you so much oh yeah no absolutely thank you and as you were talking I just thought like oh okay I'm, I'm picking up on another common theme here and you mentioned that earlier on you you kind of started for just the knowledge and just the the knowing of what's going on and then you have the like the actual doing of it all and and what I noticed was that you keep bringing it back to your pure like younger self your inner child and I'm finding that a lot of what Niyama is focusing on is really kind of tapping back into your younger child and giving yourself the freedom to just be and to like play and express yourself and I feel like that is something that again like I don't know if anyone's ever pointed that out to you but really like when it, when I hear about all of these things, I'm like, wow, you've really kind of cracked the code on tapping back into your inner child and then creating a safe space to do so. But then also being able to have like some of those maybe tougher conversations of like, I'm not really doing well this week because of X, Y, and Z. So to be able to have such a large community who is ready to do that together is incredible but then also the fact that you've created a space where people can then tap into that inner child and I was even thinking like with your book which is um, bedtime stories for anxious adults right I even thought like that's again going back to your younger self and you know want, and you're reading a book before bed and how incredible would it be if you had like an adult reading it to you. And I know that other apps and other things have done that, but I just thought like, okay, there is some, there's this repeating thing. And I think that's the magic that you've created. And it's just, it's so incredible to see and be like, Ooh, that's amazing. It's, it's gotten to the point where I'm like, man, I wish I could go. Like, I want to go and do an event with you all. Like that sounds so fun. <laughs> really? Absolutely. Let's make it happen. Yeah, you're you're right on the money. I think inner child uh, growth and, and mindfulness is something that we had these conversations earlier with uh, one of the speakers in our uh, on our podcast as well early on. His name was Julian Serafin and I want to give him a shout out because he's an incredible person. He was a Harvard Law graduate and he um, you know graduated at the top of his class and he got a really, really well, uh, like an amazing job that paid really well. Um, but he was not happy and he was getting very intense anxiety attacks and panic attacks. And he spoke about it very frankly and very openly and very honestly on our podcast. I really want to appreciate him for that. What he did was he quit his job and he is now a full-time mental health advocate. And now he's working on like developing certain solutions around it. And, uh, you know, he reminds people now on LinkedIn and he's like a positive 
voice there um, to remind people to take care of themselves. And, you know, it's good to hustle, but it's also, um, you know, there's limitations around that. And it's important to take care of yourself. And I think so much of that boils down to um, recognizing that there is an inner child within you. Because I, I, I feel like the world today tells you that, oh, young people have the responsibility to solve climate change and to, you know, take care of all the different, like, issues that are happening in the world. And while I do believe in a shared responsibility model where we all, uh, you know, are responsible for our actions and, and responsible for the impact that we have on the world around us, we, we can't live in fear. And you mm. will not be able to solve everything and you will not be able to please everyone. And you have a limited amount of time in this world. So you're right, you know, when, when we, and, and individually, we have these fears and we have these hesitations. We, there have been times where while we were doing our research on digital wellness, we were just like, yeah, this, you know, <laughs> we probably deserve this. <laughs> We've been horrible. <laughs> we would have those discussions as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we deserve this. No wonder like Zuckerberg is doing this to us. <laughs> we let, like we, we had these really funny conversations where we really got into like a very dark existential space. But then we realized, you know what, there are certain things that you can control and there are certain things that you can't, you know, not everyone and not everything in the world is going to resonate with you and it goes the other way as well. Mm -hmm. So it never hurts to have one more positive space. It never hurts to have one more safe environment where you can express yourself. And I think, in fact, we need to have more of those in any way, shape or form. And I can see amazing situations like that happening already where in rural areas of India, um, you know, uh, there are mental health practitioners and and psychologists and, and people that are going ahead and speaking to people about what digital wellness is, about how they can get involved, how, what are some responsible ways to handle um, technology there? Because, you know, when, when you see an app like TikTok or any kind of social media app, the, there's no regulation around it. There are very few measures to check, you know, what is appropriate for certain ages and certain audiences and things like that. So it is, uh, you know, a rapidly growing space and environment and, the more that we realize how deep-seated and complex these issues are to solve, uh, I think it, it creates a bit of an inertia where you don't know, okay, what, like, yeah, this is bad. Things are really bad, guys. Where do we go from here? Yeah. And uh, I, I think that's where, you know, my community draws me out of that. And, and we make sure to, you know, take care of each other and heal each other and go back to your happy place. Mm-hmm. Because unless you are taking care of yourself how are you supposed to take care of, you know, the people around you and make them feel good and make them feel comfortable? So that's always going to be the helm of what we do. So it doesn't matter whether, you know, we hold 50 more events or like that. That's never our goal. Our goal is that whoever we associate ourselves with, whatever we do, we want to make sure that we pass on that that sense of love and nurturing and care and, and um, yeah, because there, there is so much love, you know, the Niamat is, a hundred percent love there is nothing else um and uh, you know we, we just want to help people recognize that love for themselves and for the people around them and have those healthy communications and relationships with the people in their lives yeah that's that's so beautiful and and I can see that too and I I'm so far removed you know I haven't really experienced it firsthand from the some of the events but every time I've talk to you or had an email with an update that is so apparent so clearly you're doing something very very right and just I want to encourage you to keep doing what you're doing because it's working it's just so impressive too to to see such a large community who 
is centered on on that um, aspect. So um, that's really, really cool. Now for the listeners who are maybe a little bit more interested in connecting with with you and with Niamat, how can they do that? And what's the best way to get connected? That's a really good question. You can reach us, uh, reach out to us on Instagram at the rate niamat underscore care or uh, feel free to send us an email. We are at niamatcare at the rate gmail.com. Um, but uh, yeah, please give us a shout out and all our information is on our website as well. So um, yeah, uh, please feel free to reach out and uh, you know you can drop us a comment um, and or DM us and, and we'll respond. And yeah, I hope find something of value and uh, yeah always happy to connect always happy to help in any way we can yeah amazing okay and can anyone who goes to the website can they also find your book there too or um, is that going to be a separate location to look for they will definitely be able to find the book Uh, we will be pushing that to the website maybe by tomorrow or by saturday um yeah, they should be able to get the book and, and you can pre-order it or you can have a quick review. And uh, yeah, we would love to know what you think. So yes, yeah. head over to the website by Saturday latest and you should be able to see the book. Perfect, great. Okay, so I will make sure to put all of those important links in the show notes below just so that everyone can have them and can connect and everything. And I'm going to buy the book. So I'm excited just to see all of it come to fruition because for some of our listeners, you might not know that um, this was part of the project that I have been able to watch unfold and to see this idea start from just an idea to an actual physical product that can be purchased. It is, I am just so proud because there's so much success there. And I know the intentional effort that it took to get from your idea to the actual product. So I'm really excited to get my hands on it and own a physical copy um, because I prefer the physical copy. Like you said, like there's something about that and then reading it and having your imagination take over. Lastly, as we close out today, is there anything else that you'd like to share with us? Maybe you have some opportunities or some tips, suggestions, or do you have other work going on? Absolutely. First off, thank you so much, Kate. And we will be sending you a copy. I think you are as much a contributor to this oh. and making this. Um, and this they literally would not have happened without your support and without the support of the entire Lookup Life team. So thank you so much. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, in terms of um, next steps, we would always love to have volunteers and add people to our community. We have a live Discord where uh, essentially nothing happens, but you can people just sort of drop by. It's like a water cooler conversation sort of place. So you can, you know, stop by and, and people are always discussing all kinds of different things. So, um, you know, feel free to, you know, if you've had like a rough day at work or, you know, you just been too many assignments at school or whatever it is, if you just need to blow off some steam or you just need to, uh, you know, speak to someone, there are some really kind and very wholesome and interesting people there to connect with. We do have, uh, you know, ongoing projects in terms of whether we would like to run more stories of this nature and uh, if you'd like to get involved in some of our other projects whether that's podcasts or the workshops or any events we would love to have you and we would love to take Niamh global as well that's something that we really want to do to, to in order to scale our little community and um, so yeah we, we would absolutely love to have people reach out to us and uh, you know reach spread more love in the world so absolutely mm-hmm. please to reach out and I'm sure we'll find something for people to work on 
Ananya, <laughs> thank you so much for taking the time just to let us know more about your project. Like I said, for all of our listeners who are um, joining in today, everything that you might be interested in will be linked for you in the show notes below. And Ananya, thank you again just for, for being here and for being you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Kate. And thank you for being you. And thank you for such a lovely conversation. We'll catch you all on the next episode. And I hope you all have a great day. Bye.